welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go ro, go ro, go ro, go ro, go And each and every sequel gets a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and trial by combat. That is, uh, and Tyler Hymanson. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Or Tyler Blade, because if you fuck with the blade, you might get cut, which is a line from this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not might. I mean, I think you're definitely going to get cut. Yeah. Uh, and we are here talking about, uh, you know, a th- another Mortal Kombat movie. Because, uh, you know, I, I guess uh, Godzilla vs. Kong doing pretty well. So uh, Warner decided to push back the release of the new Mortal Kombat movie, so we had to find something else to talk about, and luckily, there was a movie released just last year called Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, or Mortal it's Kombat, Mortal Kombat Legends. Legends. Legends, Scorpion's yeah, Revenge. sorry. Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, you know, whatever. Legends, colon, <laughs> Scorpion, <laughs> Scorpion, apostrophe Corp- S, Revenge. Scorpion's yeah. Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nomenclature is important with sequels. That's right. It's our thing. I love how the subtitle on it sounds like a Magic Mountain roller coaster it does oh my god <laughs> you're right um but we're not the only ones here this week uh sean davidson is back with us you may remember him from previous episode uh he is a actor and artist and just a all-around movie buff friend of the show thanks for being back here sean summon back to our island for a once in a generation <laughs> combat <laughs> that's right <laughs> Thank I, you so much for having me again. It's really exciting to be back with you. Yeah, I think you were on the uh, Bride of Chucky one, uh, episode, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, I was. That was <laughs> yeah. a great one. Classic. Oh, Chucky. We're, we're just patiently waiting for that TV show to... Uh, oh my God, yeah. yeah. ...to show up. <laughs> um, well, before we get too far into things this week, um, Elis, where can uh, people reach out to us? Yeah, uh, email us with your requests for future franchises or any other questions you might have. SequelRights at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at SequelRights. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way for helping other people find the show and we'd really appreciate it. And you know what? Before we even get into the new movie, I'm curious, Sean, uh, we, we've already talked about the last two movies. Do you have any uh, affinity for the Mortal Kombat franchise, the film franchise, not the, uh, not the video games? Or, I mean, the video games, or too. Or both. Yeah. yeah. Or both. Yeah. Um, as a kid of the 90s, like you guys, I was definitely very, very into Mortal Kombat. And um, somewhere, I think I still have a recorded VHS copy of the original Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> my my stepbrothers were a lot older than me and they had this friend, Brian, who was kind of like that sitcom character that just walks into someone's house who doesn't live there. He's like the friend <laughs> or the neighbor and he just appears like Kimmy Gibbler. And <laughs> he, he would just pop up. And one day he's like, I've got Mortal Kombat on vhs (laughs) and he had like recorded it off of a tv or something so it was you know like a year or so after it had come out and i I certainly wasn't allowed to see it in the theater being like seven (laughs) yep uh so he gave me that and you know i i fell in love i guess and i (laughs) (laughs) i i watched the first one again on um easter last year i don't know why easter um you know, that sounds like a tradition that needs to happen right <laughs> and it's so funny that i that i came back to mortal kombat movies only a week after easter you know yeah. to, to record this yeah Sc- um, scorpion has risen yeah yes. um so i you know i definitely have have a history with those movies i remember seeing the second one in the theater and being like what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) um who are these people yeah (laughs) who are these people but i have to say you know i always for me very much like i think there's like a a thing of like gay children of the nineties where if it, if it, it's street fighter that you're playing, you're Chun-Li. And then, you know, a little later we got Cammy and with mortal Kombat, you were Sonya blade. And then we got Katana and some of the others. Um, but you know, Sonya was, was my girl for a long time. And I just played mortal Kombat 11 a little mm-hmm. while ago just to get myself back in the, mm-hmm. you know, the I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, 
if you guys played Mortal Kombat 11, then I think you're pretty much set for this week's movie. Yeah. Uh, why don't we uh, dive right in? Once a generation, the finest warriors must do battle to decide the fate of their realm. I, Shang Tsung, welcome you to Mortal Kombat. If Shao Kahn wins this tournament, Earth as you know it will cease to exist. Let Mortal Kombat begin! I will win this tournament. Let's see what you've got. What is it you want? To seek my revenge. <laughs> that's a fun trailer i like that one <laughs> we all don't right, we don't get right. to hear a lot of like modern trailers and uh, kind of like those more than some of the cheesy uh, old ones yeah uh, based on the um the picture on hbo max i totally thought this was going to be a 3d animated movie and then it starts and it's like uh you know a, a an anime-esque yeah style oh yeah because what is it, the poster that they have uh, that kind of looks guess, like... Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I that the only thing I'd ever seen of this movie was that picture on HBO Max, and we were like, what can we do this week? <laughs> you were, were, were you hoping it was going to be like one of the Starship Troopers animated movies? It was Somewhat, be a- but then yeah. this was fine, too. It starts off we like can talk one. about it later, but I do think that this manages to be better than the Highlander anime. Oh, yes. But, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, oh, well. it did cross my mind when the, the film starts off with these giant ants. I was like, hey, oh, are we watching another Starship Troopers movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it could have been a trailer for something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, wait. I, I, like, I know I'm the one that brought this up, but I want to get all the way back to the WB animation logo. Oh, yes. Because... Which was awesome. <laughs> what the hell? Like... <laughs> You're just Scorpion like, murders Daffy Duck. <laughs> he certainly does. And it, I get it because, like, I went back to look at what it normally is. And there's not, like, a ton of WB animation movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. But apparently, in, like, the since 2018, it had been Daffy Duck jumping out and, like, being stupid. Like, he just like he is in <laughs> this one. And then Porky Pig opens the door and pulls him back in. So it's, like, a funny twist on that, except mm-hmm. you have no frame of reference because I haven't <laughs> seen any other WB yeah. animation movies. So I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> they just <laughs> killed him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get over here! Yeah, that was yes. Funny. I had seen that that logo before, so oh, okay. that was that was delightful. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, you mentioned the animation style. Uh, it's as good a time as any to mention that it was done by a South Korean studio uh, called Studio Mur, and they did um, they got their start doing a bunch of episodes of Legend of Korra. And mm. then they did episodes for Black Dynamite and the Boondocks. Then they did the entire series of the Voltron show that's on Netflix and okay. uh, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. They're an awesome studio. And I think they that did a, a great job with this uh, with this movie. Yeah, because I was like, it's obviously not like a Japanese anime. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely like, oh, it's like Avatar or Korra, where it's like mm-hmm. inspired by Japanese anime, but like American style mm-hmm. animation. Yes. But I guess it's a Korean company. But yeah, mm-hmm. that totally makes sense. Yeah, this might be the first of the the Warner Brothers animation movies I've seen that wasn't like one of the DC animated movies. You know, right. I've seen a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, well, there's a Mortal Kombat one. I didn't even know this. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, and I hope that they do more. I I love adult animation. R-rated animated movies are are fantastic and just a, a genre that has not been explored to nearly the depths that I think that it could be. And uh, I mean, spoiler alert, I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. <laughs> I, I like- was just sort of confused as to like, why then? Or now, really, but like at 2020, right. because it's like that live action one clearly had to have already been, you know, in the works. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, we'll put out this animated one. But I mean, I don't know, because we obviously haven't seen the live action yet. But I'm sort of like, is this just like a concept art <laughs> film? And we're going to watch the exact same movie <laughs> in live action next week? Well, didn't uh, didn't the Mortal Kombat 11, did that come out last year or 
Was it this? Uh, I believe this it did. So maybe it was yeah, like in um, conjunction with that. Oh, could be. I think there is some precedent for an animated Mortal Kombat thing coming out around the same time as a movie. Um, because if I remember correctly, when the first one came out or sometime not long after, there was some kind of like Mortal Kombat a- animated movie and yes. a cartoon Mm-hmm. That that was on, you know, like it wasn't Fox Kids, but it was like something like that. Well, we yeah, we yeah we, uh, neglected to uh, talk about that because there's this one called Mortal Kombat: The Journey Begins. That's like a special feature on the uh, original films Blu-ray or whatever. But the animation is so awful; it's like really early, you know, computer animation and not like the Pixar kind. <laughs> Ooh. So it's pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad. Looks like Mortal Kombat 11 came out in March 2019. Uh, so it could just be a random sequencing thing with animated production yeah, timelines because they, they do have to happen like three years before that. So and it does definitely seem like that if, you know, Warner Brothers was making this big push of like, hey, let's try to make Mortal Kombat, you know, a tentpole franchise where we can do this world like this is definitely set up to have more movies, yeah. more anim- Warner Brothers animated movies as well. Yeah. Okay, so is the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub Zero like something that people know? Is it like in the games? And because I yeah. feel like they were they were friends in the last movie. They were like a team. <laughs> were they? I w- weren't they specifically fighting against each other in the last movie? Uh, do. I don't know about the last the first movie. Well, they oh, were okay. I was like the last movie. Yeah. They definitely fought each other. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. Know or that yeah, the, Sub Zero's younger brother or whatever. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the movies don't get into like the whole outworld, nether realm, earth realm. Like they, they I think it's just outworld in the first movie. And so right. like they're they're just guys in costumes. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they really get into the the rivalries of it, but you would be surprised how dense the lore is for okay. Mortal Kombat Eleven. And yeah, I mean, I've seen the, the posters games. for the movie and it is like Sub Zero Scorpion, like split, mm-hmm. you know, wicked. That's my frame of reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely like they're from rival dojos. Like they're from rival ninja got it, clans. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And I think the first Mortal Kombat movie kind of treated some of those characters the way some of the X-Men movies treated their villains, where it's like yeah. they have all this backstory, but we're not going to mention any of that. Yeah. <laughs> he has a helmet. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like Sabretooth Wolverine. No, they don't know each other. Mystique yeah. doesn't have any relation to any of these other characters. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, I, it kind of like starts out and I didn't like know what was going on. I was like, I don't know which of these people is going to become Scorpion. I, th- mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was the kid. Like I thought the parents would get killed and the kid would grow up to be Scorpion. And then they straight up kill that kid. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought it was the kid as well. And then, uh, yeah, I love how the movie starts off like pretty innocent. And then like <laughs> the very first person that he attacks he like cuts his head in half the long way. And I was like, Oh my God, like immediately. And then it proceeds to be probably like the bloodiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The violence was, uh, definitely shocking, uh, in this movie in a way that, uh, I found delightful, but I mean, I did not really think that this movie would, uh, really go for it as much as it does. It's crazy. It really goes for it. Yes. The, uh, I'm sure it's like a thing in other animes, and I'm just probably kind of out of the, you know, hip, cool anime of the moment nowadays. But like the whole thing of like every time somebody like gets significantly hit, it switches to like an x-ray view of their bones. Being that's actually crushed. from the game. Yeah, that's oh, from the okay. games. Yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, I only play like the very <laughs> yeah. first game, yeah. so yeah. I don't know. That's but new- yeah, like their bone, you see their skull going in. And so there's no <laughs> doubt of, of whether that's like a, a death blow or not. You're like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> okay. Like before the person's even done hitting them, you already know that guy's dead. <laughs> yeah. The first time that happened in the movie, I was like, oh, this is a cool little reference to like Mortal Kombat 11, like mm-hmm. seeing that person's teeth break. And then like the thousandth time we saw it, I was like, oh, we're doing another x-ray. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every single time they happen, the person wouldn't be able to stand. Like they would like th- their bodies do not have structural integrity <laughs> to, to cut back to an exterior shot. Yeah, there's that one where like Liu Kang, like all of his ribs crack into like brittle, <laughs> yeah. but he's fine. He's fine. 
He yeah, he's fine. He survives. No, no big deal. I, I had a note in here somewhere. Like I, I took notes on my phone. Nice. I, you guys take notes too, right? I do. Sometimes. Okay. And there is somewhere in there where I was like, oh my gosh, this is super violent. And and I was like, yeah, this is fun. And then there were moments where I was like, I don't think I want to see this thing happen <laughs> to someone, you know, <laughs> or this much blood. Like the one where the one where the uh, like Sub-Zero foot soldier guy gets his eyes like googly eyed popped oh. out of his head. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I was just like, man, that is so gross. But also the animators must have been having a blast with this movie. I hope. Yes. Unless yeah. they're like super like, you know. Turned off by that kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to animate. I can uh, tell you, animators are not. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this guy, this had to have been super fun, I would imagine. There's yeah. so much dismemberment. So, like, mm-hmm. right at the beginning, Satoshi, you know, bites the dust before he can even become a Pokemon master. And then, <laughs> like, his dad, like, I was like, okay, well, I guess his dad becomes Scorpion, and then he gets killed too. And so I was like, wait, who's gonna become Scorpion? And then obviously it was revealed, but I was just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't have any powers in the in the beginning. He was just a dude. Just an awesome ninja. Yeah. Um the movie is called, you know, it's called Scorpion's Revenge, right? Right. And then they go on to basically spend like a majority of the time remaking the first film. Exactly. It was yeah. so much of the first movie again. I was so confused. Although there's something kind of like, why? What was Sub-Zero's motivation to even do everything he was doing? Well, it wasn't even Sub-Zero. Well, it I know. But like, <laughs> when it was happening, I was like, what is the point of him killing everybody? Like, yeah. yeah. I guess what was the point of Quan Chi even doing it either? I get, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I guess to create. Yeah. Well, anyway. Just, anyways, just yeah. to mess with that. Yeah, because okay, so yeah, yeah, you get, wanted let's a, get to the white realm people. champion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we want to hear about the actors that we know their names. <laughs> yeah, we want we want Joel McHale and the lady from Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, we got to talk about Joel McHale because obviously yeah. Johnny Cage was like super annoying, but he was also like the best part at the yes. same time. Yeah. Yes, I was like, th- you know, I, I make that joke about it remaking the first movie, but I think there's a lot of things in this one that are so much better than the so original. much better. And there's certain choices that they make that I'm like, why wasn't it like that in the original film? Um, and yeah, Johnny Cage, <laughs> his his like character and is so funny uh like, first yeah. of all he lives at bojack horseman's house or he bought it <laughs> yeah. after bojack horseman yeah. yeah and then his decor is also bojack horseman esque because <laughs> we get to see his other movie posters and like i wrote some of these down but like ninja mime <laughs> i mean yep. i want to see that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. which those are also Cage Cannon. is silent but deadly is the uh, the tagline. Oh, that's canon. <laughs> those are, those are in the games. Yeah. Ah, amazing. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, ass kick as opposed to kick ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked like there was another one called Easy Die. I couldn't see the full. I couldn't see the full thing, but I think that's what it said. Easy. Die. I have a note in here that just says Joel McHale is great as Johnny Cage. I just you know as yeah. soon as he appeared. I was like, wow, that's exactly Johnny as he should be. Yeah. I was really glad for that. I thought like originally, I thought at the start that he was going to be annoying. Then I just thought that his whole like thinking everything was the movie set was really funny. (laughs) It was amazing. And the movie did such a great job with it. We're like, Luke Kang's just like, even to ride and like, why don't you say something? And he's like, he's on his own journey. Plus, I think it's funny. (laughs) That was great. That was like one of the best lines. Yeah. Well, and also it pays off. The the movie actually does a great, great job paying it off when Sony is just like, oh, shit, Johnny Cage can fight. Yeah. Yeah, that I was great. He was just here to be the comic relief. <laughs> yeah. And he calls wow. him Lord Randy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh. <laughs> the scene on the boat. We get we get the, you know, you got to take a boat to the tournament. <laughs> That's and, right. And Johnny Cage is like, oh, what? You guys got a script already? Like, what the heck? Yeah. And Raiden's talking about Earthrealm. And he's like, okay, Earthrealm, stupid. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> so funny. I mean, we also get Sonya's backstory, which is like, 
you know, her fighting someone in an alley for some reason. And in case you didn't know it was her, it it makes sure to slow-mo on her dog tags. Yeah. Like flying up into the camera. That's a Sonya Blade, like in big letters twice, (laughs) you know, in case you didn't see it on the first dog tag. And then, um, yeah, when she like killed that guy for no reason, I was like, (laughs) damn, all right. She like jams uh, her uh, heel into his head, like, and it's so gross. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like I whoa. Have, <laughs> I have some feelings about Sonia in this movie. Even you know she was she is like my go to character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I had some real problems with her in this movie. Uh-oh. I thought she had an attitude problem. <laughs> I was like I I just hope there's like a cooler person underneath this, and we never really got to see that. Mm. Um. And, and she kicked Johnny in the nuts so many times. <laughs> and that time around the campfire, it was so unprovoked. I was like, that's just fucked up. Like, don't do that. That's, there's no justification for that. He's laying down. You just go <laughs> kick him in the nuts. Like, that's, you're not heroic when you do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, she has kind of like her Captain Marvel flashback moment where she hears echoes of everyone going, This is no place for a little girl, 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 girl. (laughs) And then there's a montage of her standing up every five seconds. Yeah, so that's like, uh, that's her character trait for this one. Whereas before it was that she wouldn't ask for help, but this time it's the like, I'm not a girl. (laughs) Like, I'm a fighter. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, so they get to the uh, they get to this island, uh, and they go meet uh, meet all the people. And there's like a million cameos happening in the background of all the mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat characters as they're uh, you know all hanging out in this like dojo or whatever. Johnny has another hilarious interaction where he uh, mistakes everything for craft service and <laughs> asks, uh, I forget who, who, which character it is, if it's organic. And uh, she does, uh, turns into demon form. He's like, I was just asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus. It's so stupid that he thinks he's in a movie for that long. <laughs> or, and it, and he's just, every single time the effects is like, fake like these effects are terrible <laughs> yeah he thinks he's in a movie like all the way to his first fight pretty much yeah, yeah. like even after baraka tries to kill him <laughs> yeah um this part uh where they bring out Jax and he fights goro this is like one of the parts where i'm like this is a where like why wasn't it Jax in the first movie, first movie that gets yeah. killed by Goro? Like, Jax is in the movie, but then it's like some other random dude that is n- pretty much yep. nameless. But then also this time we didn't get, like, the fact that Sonya and Jax were partners. She's just like, Jax, why did you come here without me? I'm well, mad. Thought- and he's like, I don't know. I felt like it. <laughs> wasn't he was the flashback. Yeah, wasn't he, he was like the commanding her. officer? God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I blocked it out. He's but. the one who like recruits her for the special ops too. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, so the backstory in this though of him getting his arms, you know, ripped off by Goro is way better backstory <laughs> than the Annihilation <laughs> movie where he was yeah. just like, yeah. I wanted metal arms. <laughs> well, that <laughs> was cool. I thought they'd be neat. That's like that's what I, I always thought that Jax had metal arms because his arms got ripped off, not that like he just needed better arms. <laughs> like <laughs> I thought I always thought it was because he didn't have them in the first place. And then I, it's kind of weird because he doesn't get them in this movie. Like, not that you need to use a prosthetic if you have, you know, a severed limb of some sort. You can do whatever you want. But, like, since everybody knows that's his character trait, like, it's sort of weird that he doesn't ever get them at the end of the movie. He's just there like, all right, let's go. Like, with no arms. My cauterized yeah. arms. Yeah. I, I assumed Jax had had his arms ripped off. But this was one of the moments in the movie where I was like, I don't want to see this happen. Mm. And the way he was screaming, I was like, oh, because I just, you know, when it's someone you don't know or care about, not that I'm like a huge Jax fan, but I like him enough. <laughs> I didn't want to see what happened to him. Well, uh, you know, it was some nameless person. I'm like, yeah, fucking what? Yeah. But then Jax is like screaming and it's so prolonged and, and Sonia's doing her thing too. And I was like, oh, this is rough. Yeah, it's so it detailed. Kind of, all the tendons ripping and everything. Yeah, yeah, and and then I noticed later on, or, or I don't think it was that far after this, when they had him tied up in the chair, I was like, well, why did they bother to tie up his his <laughs> arm stumps? You know, like he's not going to do anything with them. What could he do? Just tie his waist. <laughs> 
That's a good point. <laughs> it bothered me. And I was like, I kept like looking like, are they going to show lower? Like maybe he can do something, but no, <laughs> it was just mean. Yeah. I mean, it is, if you're going to have Goro, you know, like he is, he is built for ripping off limbs. That's, like that's, yeah. that is what he's for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He, that ends up being like his signature move in this. <laughs> um, yes. And we should say that uh, the voice of Goro is Kevin Michael Richardson, who is returning from the original film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even realize that at first. I was like, oh, Kevin Michael Richardson, famed you know, voice actor, is in this movie. And then I was like, oh, he was in the original movie? Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know. <laughs> and it's actually a lot of original um, uh, game voices as well. The mm-hmm. voice of Scorp- the, the guy who does Scorpion is yeah. the guy who does it from the game, which is fairly impressive, actually, because I, 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 you know, sometimes those game people that they got in 1996 weren't consummate actors. I mean, voice actors are incredible. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, everybody's really good in this movie. And I oh. thought that even the uh, the celebrity voices, like previously mentioned with Joel McHale and everything else, they they're actually voice acting. They're not just doing their voices uh, oh, yeah. in this it's pretty good casting, I think, all around. Yeah, absolutely. No, I wish that Joel McHale was Johnny Cage. Who's going to be him? Do we know? Uh, I have not looked. I, see I, mean, I, mean, I don't yeah. even know if they, he's in the new movie. They, it looks like he's not even in it because they created yeah. some new character who oh, is no. an actor that I've always found incredibly dreamy. So I'm not complaining about this new guy, <laughs> but like Johnny Cage should be there. His name is mm-hmm. Tommy Page. there's like there's some rights issue with johnny cage so like are the the eat me buttercup and toasty are those johnny cage's lines toasty is definitely it's not i don't think that's a johnny cage line that was just a thing that in mortal kombat 3 that somebody would say if you set somebody on fire a guy would be like toasty Toasty. um yeah and i don't know if the buttercup thing is or not i don't remember no i don't think so remember that yeah, me neither. So yeah, uh, we also get Katara. Yeah. Who, Katana? like, I don't know. I guess it's good that they didn't wedge in the love story this time. But then also, as a result, she literally, like, almost does nothing except this one yeah. fight. Yeah. She's... I mean, this is one of those things where it definitely feels like they're setting up, like, an animated Mortal Kombat universe. Mm-hmm. Where, like, there's that's something that's going to continue. Like, they'll she'll probably get her own Legends Mm. katana's revenge <laughs> <laughs> katana's fan venge yeah at least she had the good you know fans this time but i don't know her outfit is that what it looks like in the game the new games i don't think yeah, so. yeah not quite like that no it no. was somehow like the fact that it was like a french cut <laughs> with assless chaps somehow actually made it look like more revealing than if it just been a French cut leotard, you know, like the fact that it was the French cut and then also assless chaps over it. I was like, how does this look like, like more scandalous than if she was just wearing like an aerobics, you know, French cut outfit. We did it science. (laughs) I, I think her, her purpose in this one was almost exactly the same as what you talked about in the first movie Mm -hmm. in that episode like there's no point and the only the only reason you understand katana exists in the first one is when you see the second one Mm -hmm. and like she's got more to do and this time it was also like a little bit of an info dump and then maybe she's more important to a sequel yeah she just is like i i yield see you later yeah Bye. Um, we get uh, Sonya fighting a uh, reptile, right? Yep. With uh, Tyler's, uh, <laughs> you're going to get the blade. Yeah. You're going to get cut. <laughs> Mine. Which was pretty hilarious. But he does yeah, get she, brutally, his his head ripped off pretty brutally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That made me so, laugh. Sonya gets her own predator moment where uh, she covers him in mud and been able to take out Reptile. Yeah. That's, that's also one of my notes. Sonya's fight with Reptile is predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I did love how just like nasty it was of her to sever his head like that. And so uh 
before she did that, didn't she like catch him in her legs too? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the Sonya leg crush mm-hmm. that she did to Kano in the first movie. Yeah. She you did know, do that. I like it when she uses her legs. I'm sorry. That was, I'm getting, I'm sorry. I'm getting notifications. I hope that didn't come through. So popular. Uh, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've been challenged in Mortal Kombat. But it is. You have to get on the boat. <laughs> okay so we have to talk obviously as huge uh mission impossible fans we've got to talk about this tom cruise thing <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious that was a hilarious line johnny cage oh my god so funny i'm like what was that written or did joel McHale just like you know riff that part because yeah he's like i'm not tom cruise i need a stunt man i don't know how to do this shit like, yeah. <laughs> Because, like, uh, Johnny Cage, like we mentioned, he fights Baraka, but, like, he is so, like, still doesn't know what's happening. And so he's basically just dodging everything and running away. <laughs> and, like, the entire building that they're in starts, like, crumbling and he's jumping away and he he escapes. But, uh, yeah, he says that line about needing a stuntman. That's so funny. Does, yeah. Um, oh yeah also he promises he'll never again complain about doing a sequel which is great because he should not because sequels are awesome yeah that's right (laughs) always come back for the sequel yeah yeah of course well i i haven't heard your mortal Kombat annihilation episode yet because it Mm -hmm. hasn't come out yet no 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 yeah yeah i was looking for it earlier but as we know, he didn't really come back for that sequel. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's what happens. Yes, we'll talk about that at length. That's what happens when you don't sign that contract. Yeah, by the time this is out, that will be out also. But yes, yeah, yes. you haven't heard it yet at the time of our recording. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it is kind of it's kind of amazing how much this does remake it and it, it makes it seem like I I, it, I am curious. I'm very curious to see what the, the latest live action movie does um because it seems like it's going to be a fairly big departure from the games but then they're going to make the animated universe have this big crazy like Elis, you don't even like it has like an avengers level plot of mm. like all this shit that's happening Mortal Kombat 11 has like people coming back from time and like old versions of characters meeting newer versions of characters nice. like johnny cage and sonya are married and they have a kid like sick. Yeah, it's yeah sick <laughs> And I, I think that they're going to probably try to tell that whole story with these. I mean, I would actually love to see it. I'd I'd watch more of these animated movies for sure. I hope. They yeah, I mean, more. I saw on Wikipedia that actually made like two and a half million dollars or something yeah. like that. Just in home video. Nice. And it's currently the highest rated Mortal Kombat movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. <laughs> low, like bar, low, low bar. Low bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I since I haven't heard the Annihilation episode yet, since you know it hasn't come out as mm-hmm. of the time of us recording this, um, would you not say that Mortal Kombat Annihilation kind of makes the first one look like Gone with the Wind in comparison? <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, yes, pretty much. Absolutely, <laughs> we did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I believe the line uh, that my exact quote was never have I I never thought that I would actually miss Paul W.S. Anderson. But (laughs) (laughs) boy, I mean, I feel like you could mount a regional theater production of Mortal Kombat Annihilation and it will be better than the movie. The costumes look I so mean, real. Like, and and you know, if you, if, I, I'm not sure if you listen to our Highlander episodes or not, but we are like, we have love, hate, love for Lambert, and so the fact that he wasn't in the second one, like, I my brain was immediately like, oh no, this cannot be. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie is dead to me. You know. Yeah. Nope. Was nope. it? It's been so long since I saw that one. Was it John Delancey or someone? James like Remar, that? I think. James, isn't it James Remar, the guy who played? Dexter's oh yes, dad. yes, it is James. Oh, yeah. okay. Another Another Dexter connection in the Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the entire Dexter family is going to play a role in the Mortal Kombat movies. Man. Um, well, we haven't uh, caught up with uh, Scorpion, the lead. Oh, yeah, the, God. The ostensible time. lead of this film. Uh, he kind he wakes up in uh, the nether realm, right? It's yep. not it's not hell, but it's another realm. Uh, and he is chained up with all these blades through his arms. It's really gross. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, demon's going to torture him for forever. Some nameless demon. Fun. Yep. Uh, he's got this cool like lava blood, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> lava acid blood was sweet. And uh, of course, Scorpion breaks out and kills literally everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, like the ants. And gets up yeah. to, uh, yeah, exactly. Gets up to where uh, supposedly Chinook is supposed to be, but it's actually Quan Chi. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Uh, I liked that Chinook was also like, you know, in the, um, what's that zone from like, uh, from uh, the, Superman? The negative zone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was like, which is what happens to him at the end of uh, Annihilation. He, he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, <laughs> you know, off in this like negative zone, forbidden. Um, and uh, yeah, so Quan Chi wants Scorpion to be his uh, champion for the Mortal Kombat, basically. And then uh, try to help him get uh, Chinook out of jail as well. Which, like, it's not clear to me what the rules are, because, like, Outworld can get, like, it needs to win 10 times in order to be able to merge it. So, if like, what's Quan Chi's plan? Like, he's going to win the tournament the one time, and then I guess that's going to start his run so he can win it 10, <laughs> nine more times? I don't know if he really cared about winning, but... He's just trying to... He just wanted that key. Fuck over Shang Tsung. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they do say that if he does everything they want, they're going to bring him and his family back to life. Yep. Yeah, yeah. which I didn't believe for one second, but... <laughs> yeah, Quan Chi, Quan Chi does make a really Black Phillip, like, would thou like to live deliciously bargain with him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to believe whatever the dude's saying to make it him stop crushing all your bones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while he's talking to you. <laughs> also, like... So was Scorpion before he became Scorpion? Like, was he from like Earth Realm proper? I guess because it looked like it was like feudal Japan. Yeah. But then yeah. when we caught up with like Sonya and Johnny Cage, they were living in like modern times. Well, yeah. I think it's just a super secret ancient order of ninjas. No, I have no idea. <laughs> like they're, just, like, hidden, they're <laughs> hidden we don't by know. time. Yeah, we don't know how long he was in demon. Uh, yeah, or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I was upset that, like, I thought that the chains that were holding him up, like, that was going to become his weapons, and that's how he kind of got his like throwing spear and stuff. But then it was just like, no, I guess like Quang Chi just kind of made him for him. Yeah, they don't really explain that, and yeah. he also has like <laughs> scorpion skin and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really rusty on like where the Scorpion's clan came from and where mm-hmm. Sub Zero's came from but i always kind of thought they were from outworld but at least in the games like outworld is so diverse in appearance and there are like different kinds of cultures there that that kind of mirror some of our own so i always just thought it was there but i don't know i I was confused too (laughs) like the plot description on wikipedia says says in japan so I don't oh know. Yeah. okay well yeah because eventually he decides to like give up the whole goal to help them save earth right yeah, yeah i kind of didn't understand yeah. why scorpion was helping them most of the time <laughs> well it seems like he had given up on the idea of bringing himself and his family back to life and instead was going to help them right uh i don't know uh, <laughs> there's a lot of battles <laughs> that's yeah. all i like honestly i have like no other notes i wrote down all the funny lines that i said already and like i'm the end of the movie was just like a blur scorpion of scorpion yeah. killing all of the like black dragon dudes is so awesome like the the, the <laughs> that whole fight scene with him and then like the three yeah. like Liu kang sonia and johnny cage mm. fighting all those dudes was pretty sweet like the yeah. action is super kinetic and yeah, everyone's heads are getting ripped off or, you know, the <laughs> scorpions like blade is going through like six people at once and he's like yeah. <laughs> pulling them all back and hitting other people. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I loved that scene. I think that was my, maybe my favorite part of it. Yeah. I, that was, that was a lot of fun. I also love that, uh, Shang Tsung had like a, uh, a giant like Westworld map of the island that had like yes. the different <laughs> the different players like as little like you know figurines on the thing and they like you know would uh, fizzle out when they died. <laughs> it is super interesting to me why all of these movies decide that Kano's a character that needs to be in it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. 
And yeah, I, he always I, had a thing. I, I never liked him in the game. I've never liked him in a movie. Like, I guess it's kind of a fun, like, I, it's one of the, the only villainous humans. And so just yeah. for production reasons, you have to have that. But it's just like, okay, Kano. He has a laser eye, I guess. They're always like, yeah, oh, they gotta... seem to use him as always the reason that Sonya and Jax are getting involved in yes. this in the first place. Yes. Yeah. And Going he's just back... a fun character to hate, I think. Yeah. Going back to the Westworld map, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that kind of raised another question that I had earlier on, which was, you know, well, someone mentioned not understanding the rules of Mortal Kombat in this. <laughs> and it, it reminded me of, in the first or the original movie at first the fights happen in front of an audience like right. people are watching and then yeah. then they just happen in like the kitchen or, <laughs> yeah. or, the or yeah and, yeah we talked about that it, yeah and in the in this movie i was like so are we gonna start with spectators is it a free-for-all and then he just like beams everyone out of the <laughs> the dining room yeah and I was like, I don't remember Shang Tsung having the power of like Star Trek style transportation. <laughs> but okay, I mean, I've, I clearly I can suspend my disbelief with everything else we've seen. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just, I, how is it a tournament if no one's watching? Can you just tell that? Oh, I guess his thing is magical and shows. Oh, this person died, so yeah. they disappear from the map. But it just seems like it would be more interesting if if people were gathered around to watch. Yeah, why isn't it more, more like fun? the Olympics yeah. or something where they have like a schedule? Yeah. yeah. What do the people back in Earthrealm get to watch on their TVs on NBC? I know, like once in a generation, <laughs> just think of the television right. Oh my god, they like, could be making so well, much this money. came out last, this came out in 2020, so everyone had to quarantine. They had to oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's why there's no audience. That makes That's sense. That no makes sense. <laughs> you're, you're so right. Goro. Goro. with with kano's after that fight where scorpion took out all of kano's goons was it right after that that kano got killed because i watched this like three days ago well i think uh scorpion doesn't take out his goons because like kano has them in like a has jacks tied up in a dungeon or something and he unleashes all these like hell demons that are yeah and then so gets, gets her ass kicked and then like but needs johnny to save her for some reason yeah johnny but. finds out his purpose is to save mm, sonya mm, yeah. okay no, well i was just thinking of that scene when scorpion did like the triple through the head was, yeah. weren't, wasn't kano like in charge of those guys at one point yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, yeah he was in charge of those mercenaries yeah. oh yeah he is up on the second floor of being like hey guys yeah <laughs> nice try. but he yeah. he did live longer than that yeah he goes past that, yes okay that was my question yep yeah um yeah so like the the final battle is uh you know they get into that Liu kang has to fight uh goro mm-hmm. that's supposed to be the final battle at least and Liu Kang just sucks and, you know, <laughs> can't do it. So, he yells a lot. So instead, uh, out of nowhere, uh, right before Liu Kang's about to get his arms ripped off like Jax. And legs. Yes, and legs. <laughs> uh, there's this amazing, like, kill shot from Scorpion out of nowhere where he rips the skull out of Goro's face, but not part the of the spinal column. Yeah. 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 But the skin of his face remains like where it was. <laughs> and it's so gross. Oh my God. I yes. was like, Oh fuck. Or as gratuitous as the violence and gore was in this, um, that might've been the biggest moment of gratuitous violence, but it was also the most entertaining to me Yeah, and, and joyful. I, I wrote in my notes here, <laughs> the sound of Goro getting de-skulled made me laugh. <laughs> the whole scene was funny to me, hilariously gratuitous and not in a way that felt stomach turning like the Jack scene. <laughs> and it was just, it was joyful, you know? It was great. Cause I did not expect that to happen. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. He Scorpion probably could have killed him in so many ways too, but he picked the most brutal, messed up way to yeah. do it. And he didn't I, like I, cut off all his arms or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta give him give it to him and his creativity. 
like being like, what's the most messed up way I can kill him? <laughs> he found it. Yep. Um, I loved, uh, I was watching this movie last night and I messaged the guys in the chat, like so much blood. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I was just not expecting, I I mean, it's an animated film. I know that there's violence and everything, but I just wasn't expecting it to go so hard. Crazy. Yeah. So Scorpion like dies, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. He fights, uh, he fights sub zero, the actual sub zero, right? Who never actually did anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a pretty, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, in life, I'm sure he did, but he yeah. didn't do that specific thing right. for which Scorpion was looking for revenge. The fight, that fight was also pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, just seeing everyone using their powers and, but yeah, they fall on onto this giant spike, which I feel like, you know, at some point, once he gets Sub-Zero falling, Scorpion probably could have like gotten out of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> but he just well d- and it's like if you know him. that you can be impaled however many times and not die you probably wouldn't want to be impaled like face down on top of your worst enemy like in a makeout position you know like, like yeah i think i think that his plan was to like to get his revenge and then kill himself like because he didn't want to be Quan chi's champion it's so, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that he thought that he would survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only when Quan Chi was really like, you idiot, it was me <laughs> um, that he like willed himself back to life mm. <laughs> with the spirit of the ghost rider. I'm glad apparently. we didn't get like a five minute scene of him uh, slowly pushing himself up. off. The yeah, right. <laughs> like Mulan or something, yeah. except the pole is in his body. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's just like 127 hours. It's 90 minutes of him getting off the spike. <laughs> I thought of the the way Scorpion kind of he he took out some characters that we didn't see him kill before. Um and I I felt like in some of those cases I don't did, did he kill Kano though or did someone else do it? I can't remember it. I think Sonya did. Uh, well, so, oh, I mean, technically, Jack Jax is the one who like stomped him. That's yeah, right. they're, yeah, they're yeah. they're like about to leave, and they're like, "Wait a minute, l- let me make sure this dude is dead." <laughs> yeah, and Crunch. I was thinking, I was like, they they boosted Scorpion's heroism so much in this that it <laughs> kind of like took away from some of the other characters who should mm-hmm. have had their moments, like. Liu Kang should have won that battle at the end, but Scorpion stepped in and saved the day. And I, I felt like it kind of diluted the contributions of the other characters. With how especially Liu Kang. Well, it's because, yeah. I mean, Liu Kang is not supposed to finish that guy. He's supposed to kill the other dude in the next mm-hmm. movie. Like they say, at the end. They, they, it was, it was a long effort to paint Scorpion as an anti-hero. And I think that there's a lot of that's DC, uh, you know, Warner animation in DC. That's, that's their jam. That's their wheelhouse is, yeah. is those type of stories and those type of story beats. And, you know, I think that if that's your end point of introducing nether realm and kind of how these, these factions, interplay with each other uh i think that that's fine if you're like yeah let's make a really cool scorpion movie i i do wonder if you know the way that this is titled like i said it's mortal Kombat legends Mm -hmm. scorpion's revenge if they're gonna do you know all these different movies for all these different characters where they're going to get their moments. But yeah, it is weird that because we it is remaking so much stuff from the first movie that it they almost they're they're all side characters. This is Scorpion's mm-hmm. story, but they're still getting a lot of screen time and going through mm-hmm. the same beats that we've seen before. Yeah, I mean, but there's oh. there's moments in the movie where I'm like, Scorpion's a side character though. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was kind of like, I thought it was going to be like a solo Scorpion story based on, uh, you know, based on the title of the film and the, and the cover. Yeah, when know. I when I first saw the opening, I was like, oh wow, this is going to be a, like a prequel. Well, yeah. he's just a ninja the entire time. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, pretty much half it was more like it was half about scorpion half about yeah the normal mortal Kombat stuff well and also like they wrap up his story mm-hmm. like he goes i mean they they don't come back to life but he goes you know with and he's with his family now so it's like what are you gonna do resurrect him in another movie and be like oh he had to leave them oh well you know like <laughs> uh, i mean they could do anything i guess i know yeah. but it sucks from a character perspective yeah <laughs> yeah 
um, I, you know, the, the idea of like going into this, not knowing that it was essentially a, a retelling of <laughs> the first game <laughs> was, it was, it was an interesting experience. Cause I really thought it was going to be like a prequel or something. Mm, yeah. And, and then we saw that and I just, I had this thought, um, I, en- I enjoyed it for sure. Um, but I feel like the world of Mortal Kombat and, you know, like all the, the lore of Outworld, especially, and all those different types of people they've got there and tribes and different species and all that stuff. It's so vast. And we keep getting stuck on retelling the very first game. Right. And there's yeah. such a, a, a gold mine of storytelling potential there. And we're stuck on the surface a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think that that's the most disappointing thing about this is like mm-hmm. you have an animated thing. You can get to all the craziness of Outworld and you're dealing with a lot of humans having a lot of normal conversations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to diss, you know, DC, but like it's the same reason that people are like, why do I need to see Batman's parents die again when you have like a <laughs> thousand other characters yeah. that we could be seeing? Yeah. I know. But does pearls? How would you know it's a tragedy if the pearls aren't falling in slow motion? That's true. Yeah. You know, I think it's funny because, like, so many people in the last, you know, decade, so many studios and TV show creators and stuff that they're all, for a long time, they were trying to come up with, like, the next Game of Thrones or something. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, after playing Mortal Kombat 11 when I first got it a year or two ago. And that story, the way that played out, seeing the character Jade move, you know, she's going to go talk to this tribe and like try to unite these people. I was like, this is a built in huge epic fantasy world Mm -hmm. that is completely untapped. And what's great about it is unlike a lot of fantasy that we're more familiar with, it's not a fantasy world based on Western European medieval looking Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of eastern influences and it's got so many things to it and Mm -hmm. there's just so much untapped potential there and i hope someday we see much more of that and find story possibilities there yeah right and we don't know like obviously we won't know until next week about what the plot or the ideas are in the in the live action film but the fact that they have this one come out like warner brothers bought the rights and they're like okay animated movie and live action movie animated one super violent let's put all the blood let's put all the lines and the and the fan service and the fans will love it no matter what then we'll do the live action and if it doesn't appeal to a wider audience than just the fans then we'll just keep making these animated ones like you know (laughs) till the cows come home like and the live action will be done so i think it's kind of like a smart way to hedge their bets i do feel like the live action now is going to be just like the same story again it probably (laughs) is (laughs) that's what i'm that's what i'm worried about but uh, i just hope that the action and effects are great but um we'll see i guess we will find out next week but i guess it is probably that time where we get to decide how many disembodied goro skulls would you give uh, (laughs) mortal kombat legends scorpion's revenge you must be this tall to ride this ride um uh go ahead justin oh okay i mean i think i'm gonna give it eight disembodied goro skulls because this movie was awesome (laughs) um i I, uh it was great like uh i wasn't expecting it to be so uber violent i mean obviously the games are super violent but um i guess i just was yeah, not that I not that animation can't be violent. I just was not expecting it to go so hard, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was super fun, and I was very thrilled that it was only an hour and twenty minutes. Um, yeah. Everything clips by really fast. The action's great. Um, lots of creative kills, which we you know we've come to love from the game, and it's great to see that in this uh, film as well. And yeah, I like Johnny Cage was hilarious. It's a wild improvement over the original film uh, story for me, even if it's, you know, shorter and like kind of, mm. you know, definitely some things cut out, but truncated, but yeah. efficient. Exactly. I think you meant to say 120 minutes, not an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, no, it was an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, it was not oh, two right. hours. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even like look at the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought I just saw the, yeah, 120. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. It was an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes. Short and sweet. Oh, yeah. Which is a perfect length for a movie. Exactly. Right. Um, the, so I'm going to say seven. Mm-hmm. 
disembodied Goro heads. I don't think I liked it quite as much as you guys, but I did think it was like shockingly better than I expected. Um, you know, obviously the comparison for us is sort of obvious to that Highlander anime movie, which I now own on DVD for <laughs> reasons. But uh, this like that was really violent, too. But then this one also was like coherent. You know, it had like a basic story that made sense and you mm -hmm. knew what was going on the whole time, like mostly, uh, the, you know, like as far as the characters, their stories made logical sense, um, which you would think isn't much to ask. But sometimes it is. with these sequels. <laughs> yeah. And I do think that um, obviously it's not 3D animation, but I do think that it was more coherent than some of those Starship Trooper sequels too. Oh, absolutely. So the animated yeah. ones, yeah, sure. which yeah, are, sure. you know, what we have to compare it to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they uh, continue to make money off this franchise and how the live action one does in comparison. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's going to be eight for me as well. I had a ton of fun with this movie. Warner Brothers animation uh, does does some really great work. A lot of those DC animated movies are kind of a similar thing where they're the better, the best in incarnations of most of those heroes and most of those stories that they have done to date. Um, and yeah, this was the it's paced well. The jokes are are in there. It's made to be very enjoyable. I feel like that even if you didn't know anything about Mortal Kombat or didn't particularly like it, that the movie would still be entertaining and fun for you. Um, and I hope they make more. Honestly, I would I would watch every single one that they make. Hmm. Yeah. Sean? Well, um, before I give my number, you, you just reminded me of something uh, when you mentioned Starship Troopers. Mm -hmm. um, when there was the whole reveal of the switcheroo with Sub Zero, or with uh, you know, like I was, it wasn't really Sub Zero. And, yeah. And yeah. then there was a conversation with Shang Tsung, who was like, "Well, you're never going to appease your god. He's a false god." Blah blah blah. I immediately thought of the girl that you you did the sound bite of in the Starship Troopers. Yes. One of those movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. where it's, like, it's the wrong god. It's the wrong it's god. The wrong oh my god. god. <laughs> I haven't I, thought about that. I, it has always stuck <laughs> with me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and because of that, um, because of the intense violence that shocked me, really, um, <laughs> you know, I saw things I had never seen before. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and I was I was impressed, sometimes horrified, but always impressed. Um and and the wrong gods. I I, I want to give it an eight also. Yeah. But I want to add half of a point. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna go eight point five, just so I can include like that dangling half of Goro's spine that came out <laughs> with the head. Yes. So I'm gonna go eight point five. Nice. That's great. Uh, man, yeah. I'm honestly, you know, at first I was like, God damn it, they moved the schedule of the movie and it yeah. ruins everything. <laughs> uh, but now I'm like glad because we were going to watch this movie and we got to watch it and it was super fun. Um, so I will, I will say that this movie would be so much fun that at Comic Con they'll typically premiere some of these animated movies for fans and have them, in, you know, like it'll be a panel, it'll be something after one of those days. And this one would have been so much fun to be in, you know, oh, a God, convention yeah. hall with hundreds mm -hmm. of people. People would be losing their minds. Like right. the, it would be, this would be a really fun one to watch. It, it, it's a shame that more of these aren't don't have theatrical runs because it would be a lot of fun to to watch this with a crowd. Yeah, there's a super into it. There's a really sad quote at the end of the uh, <laughs> the Wikipedia page from the screenwriter. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah, because it came out in 2020, and then the screenwriter is like, man, I really hope that uh, – he's like, I hope this gets a theatrical release at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they do a Fathom event or something. Yeah, he's hoping for Fathom events. Would, I mean, aren't we be, all? It's yeah. deserving. <laughs> right? I, we, aren't we all? Until our next Fathom event. Uh, yeah. Eliz, where can people get in touch with us? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can get in touch with us at SequelRights at gmail.com or find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at SequelRights. And you can finish this episode by giving us five stars uh, on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And Sean, thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me. It was a great time, as it was before. Uh, <laughs> where is, is there anywhere people can follow you if they want to see what you're up to? Yes, Instagram is the best place to do that. I'm Shawnee Delight Four. Sean spelled S E A N, and then the Shawnee is S E A N I E. So that's Shawnee <laughs> Delight, the number four. 
That's me. Nice. Perfect. All right. Well, I think uh, next week we're finally going to be seeing the brand new Mortal Kombat movie and giving you guys our thoughts. So until then, we'll see you guys next week for Mortal Kombat 2021.